I have made a horrible mistake. What did you do? And this podcast episode may very well suffer for it. Oh, no. So for... Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. For, for, for dinner... Dinner tonight was, you know, whipping up some mac and cheese real quick for, for my spawn so I can throw it at them and flee so I could come record. Uh, but dinner for me was spicy avocado hummus. Very nice. Mm. Very tasty. Mm. But I ate it with the Trader Joe's version of Takis. I didn't know Trader Joe's had Takis. Oh, it's so good. It's their, it's like spicy rolled corn, generic name for Takis. That's like, that's what they call it. They're delicious. I, I actually prefer them to Takis. Uh, so <laughs> the spicy, <laughs> spicy avocado hummus and the Takis. And then I washed all of that down with a ginger ale. Your, your, so, um, your partner is going to love you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so not only is my breath atomic, so are my burps. It's going to be like lava. <laughs> I like, is this, is this, is this what volcanoes feel like? <laughs> Am I the Mount St. Helens of podcasts? Oh my is that God. What's happening here? Uh, anyway, so like, how, how are you? Uh, I'm still recovering from uh, Star Wars Day at Disneyland. Uh, Did you tell all of the Marvel characters at uh, the Avengers Campus that I love them? I did, uh, because they get to you walk... You are a liar. No, I, well, you, you were there for part of it. Uh, That's true. I, we did do a live. Yeah, we did do a live. Um, I, uh, you know, this is the first time I've gone since they dropped all the COVID restrictions, except that, thankfully, a lot of people were still wearing masks and being respectful of each other's space so good that must be so nice i know but uh the costume characters were out and about and i was like thrown away by uh thrown off by that just because i've never seen that before it's never happened since uh avenger avengers campus opened so yeah so so yeah i get off live with you i get told Uh i get told to move because the wakandans are coming and and some (laughs) some lady was like are you just gonna let them talk to you like that and i'm like lady I'm moving for them, and they're coming to it's March. It's the Wakandans. Uh, you know, right? so, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, and then shortly after that, I saw uh, uh, Ant-Man. Uh, <gasps> oh. And he was really short. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to make the joke, aren't you a little short to be a superhero? But, you know, it was... Hold on, know. hold on. There's go- Because they're so meticulous. How? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Back it up, back it up, back it up. How tall How is Scott Lang? Tall is Paul. No, not Scott Lang. Paul Rudd. That's who we need to know about. Paul Rudd's uh, short. He's five. He's five ten, which oh, is not short to that's me. That's not short. Okay. Over oh, an actor, that's not short. Mark Ruffalo is five eight. Oh. According to what just got pulled up. How tall is Chris Evans? He's probably six fucking perfect feet tall. Hold on. Things I'm making Stephanie look up right now. Six foot zero, according mm-hmm. to the internet. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Chris Hemsworth is six foot three. Anyway, go on. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, he is. Um, He's a giant. 
So anyway, so no, it was it was a it was a it was a great time. I saw Wanda in her new costume. Oh my god! I'm gonna see that. I, I know you're, I know it's it. gonna be a while before you see it, stuff, But I'm gonna see that movie tomorrow. So by mm-hmm, the time mm-hmm. this podcast episode comes out, I will have seen it. But already, Stephanie, you know, I'm I'm so glad to see that um, the MCU fandom isn't being toxic at all about a powerful woman being in the movie. And no, they're uh, so accepting. They're so level headed, <laughs> especially about a character that has had an entire uh, miniseries on Disney Plus. And God, how many movies? Age of Ultron, um, Civil, Civil War, War. Uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Was she in any other movies? That was it. I so think so. I think that's right. Four movies, an entire series on Disney Plus, and they are they're like, okay, she's really proven herself. We've seen a steady progression and growth in her power. So the power level that she's exhibiting now in this movie is super appropriate, and we are huge fans of that, right? That's that's the reaction you're seeing? Yeah, I know. No. No. Oh and, oh, and my new favorite, because there's a new character, apparently. This is a spoiler stuff, but I don't think it is because it's background. No, she's in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a character's parents that are gay. Uh-huh. Oh, my God! So. I know. I know. I know. And But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The movie got made fucking anyway. Yeah. Sam Raimi Disney said, knows. That. <laughs> Disney knows. Marvel knows. Kevin Feige knows how the fucking fandom, the loud, toxic elements in the fandom act. And they made the movie anyway, because fuck those people. They don't speak for the whole fandom. They don't speak for everybody who loves to see themselves finally fucking represented in these stories. So... Uh, bravo, Disney and and Marvel and Kevin Feige for just going ahead and charging forward with that story. Appreciate you. I haven't even seen the movie yet. Five stars. Two thumbs up. Oh, and, and those trolls still went ahead and bought tickets and saw the movie. So I know. Who, who's the bigger <laughs> like, fucking moron, really? Right? And Kevin Feige's like, I already have your money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> your soul's already mine, okay. fuckers. You can bitch about it all you want. And you know what? Next movie we put out, you're going to go see that too. I love it. So, but I mean, just, I don't, I don't understand. It's almost, if they weren't so fucking mean, especially the ones who are actually bullying the actress who plays America Chavez, um, they're, they're talking shit about her online right now. Uh, like, is that, if that's how you enjoy this, like, that's fucking, I almost feel sad for them. Like, you could just, you could just actually enjoy these stories. You could just actually like be excited about these movies and accepting that cer- certain things are going to be done a little differently than you might have a hundred percent liked. But you could just enjoy it. You could be a fan and like be having fun and and, and stuff. But no, instead you got to be mad about everything mm-hmm. and and evil and bigoted and like that can't be fun. That can't be good for your mental health. Like. Mm-mm. So, like, I almost feel bad for them, but then I see them doing shit like being evil to a teenage girl online. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you em. get your sympathy somewhere else. Yeah, I got exactly. none. I got none. Nothing. I mean, and the fact is, I've never seen a happy person uh, do the things that they do uh, online. So Right. Right. I, I have never met a happy bigot. Not really. Never. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So... And I've met a lot of bigots. Like, oh, let's you, not you're, say you're that that's because I've never met. You know, oh, free, yeah. I, mean, free, free. I live in Texas. 
Throw a fucking pebble. Yeah. Love it here, hate it here. Yay. Okay. So, uh, I'm really excited to see the movie. I will finally be able to see it when it is released on streaming because this immune system doesn't go into theaters. Correct. Uh, but I'm excited that you get to go see it soon. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll um, let you know so, how badly we're going to have to adjust our re- recording <laughs> schedule. Uh, I, you know, just from what I'm sensing, from from what few spoilers I've gotten and and such, I get the feeling that after this movie comes out, we can do whatever we want <laughs> with the schedule of the the chronological order of this podcast, because it's not going to fucking matter anymore. Absolutely. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. And that's liberating. Huh? To be told that you're right. <laughs> no no that's expected what's liberating <laughs> is to know that they're gonna blow up the timeline so thoroughly that we get to choose we get just get, just do what we want so yeah that was a question i got from somebody random it was like so when you when you do mcu chronologically do you have to like break in the middle and like do a random scene from uh Endgame and then go back. Oh my god. And be like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that that would be crazy. That is not the thing. That is not the thing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, but that's that's all about movies that are coming out right now. We should talk about a TV show that came out in 2016. Oh my god! By yeah, the time we're I, talking about it, I think I, I am too fucking excited to be talking about this episode. It's such a good episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) On so many levels. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, we should intro the show. Let's do it. Shit. Okay. Me, 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 me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marvelous Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and I have regrets about dinner. Yeah, that's, uh, I saw that one coming. Go on. (laughs) And hey, everybody, I'm Chris. Uh, Officially, I am that gay man, but today, I really want to be in a Whitney and Dottie sandwich. (laughs) And and speaking of which, Stephanie, Hmm? what can I say? I'm a giver. (laughs) Oh my god, I love this episode so much. But... Before we get into the episode, I've got one thing I want to mention. Do you have anything? Uh, I just have one really quick thing. I uh, we met, We've been mentioning that we launched this Patreon. We did. Uh, we've had a lot of people join, a lot more than I expected already. Yeah, uh, thanks. Thank you all so much for joining. And by the mm-hmm. way, Stephanie, how did we accidentally create the coolest Discord of all fucking time? Like, uh, every time, because I, I normally avoid Discords because I'm like, oh, Discord is full of assholes. Um, but I... I'll click into our chat every now and then, and I'm like, look at you guys just talking about nerd shit and being cool. Right? Hi. Yeah, I saw two people disagree with each other, and they were nice about it. I'm like, holy shit, what is happening? What? So, uh, we actually, it turns out our listeners are much cooler than I really realized, and now they're I'm cooler than it. us, and they always have been. Yeah, I. I guess it's not hard, but uh, I, I'm yeah, just... Well, I, it's, it's a low bar. I'm, yeah. just super, I'm super thankful that our listeners are so cool and so awesome. So yeah. uh, for those of y'all that haven't uh, checked out our Patreon yet, we do have a lot of really cool content. But it turns out also our community Discord is really fucking fun and amazing. And, uh, you know, that's all I have to say. Thank y'all so much. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of the Discord, <laughs> the thing that I wanted to mention actually came from there. Oh. Uh, so uh, shout out to Big Gig 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 Five. <laughs> I still on love our Discord. so much. <laughs> uh who pointed out so okay last time we were talking about the five-man band uh team build that they used for the heist yeah and how we had the hero the leader i'm uh, sorry the hero the lancer the big guy the smart guy and jarvis was the chick and i didn't <laughs> i really didn't like that uh as labeling the person who was like the moral center and like the supportive element in the team uh, as the chick, because it's like, ah, oh, you're like a girl and emotions are girl stuff like that is so fucking stupid. But obviously that's Jarvis's role. Well, big, g- 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 five pointed out that we could, instead of the chick, we could use uh, something that's a, a common TV trope called the heart. Oh, and the heart is the same, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the, the person in the group who, who smooths ruffled feathers and brings the group together and reminds everyone why they're even here and doing this. And they're the moral compass and, and all of those things. And, and they're supportive and they help everybody else on the team do their thing. And that is 100% Jarvis. I love that. And I agree. Jarvis is amazing. Howard Stark doesn't deserve Jarvis. No, he does not. No. Nope. He does not. You had one moment where you were a really great guy. It's like, oh, oh, holy shit. Howard Stark and Jarvis is like Han Solo and Chewbacca. Uh, yeah. Well, oh my God. I, yeah. Yeah. Han did one really cool thing and saved Chewie's life. And now Chewie's fucking life debt to him and has to run around with this fucking, oh, this amazing, sexy asshole of a human forever. <laughs> Until he, until the human dies, which is going to be much sooner than Chewie, because, you know, Chewie. Yeah. Wookie. But now, like, Howard Stark did one good thing. He saved Jarvis's life and his wife Anna's life. He did one good thing, and now Jarvis is indebted to him forever. Aww. It's the same thing. It's the same dynamic. And, and height-wise, it's the same, because Jarvis is, Jarvis like, is 20 feet huge. taller yeah. than yeah. Howard. Yeah. He's a giant person. <laughs> I love that. Cracked the code. We cracked the code. There is a connection between the galaxies. I see it now. I see it all now. It's all one universe. A multiverse, if you will. <laughs> Experiencing itself in our consciousnessness. <laughs> yes. we're, we're busting out a lot of old jokes today, Stephanie. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old private joke that we will almost certainly explain at some point, but not today. No. Um, so today, uh, what we're doing on this podcast... Uh, is what, ostensibly what we're trying to do is watch through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order as best we can interpret it given the current canon. Correct. Which means that we started with Captain America the First Avenger and now we are in season two of Agent Carter. <clears throat> Specifically season two, episode six, Life of the Party. Dun dun dun. Ooh. Christopher, do you have a previously on? Dr. Wilkes in peril. With the brilliant scientist suddenly vanishing, Agent Carter will have to figure out a way to save him while also dealing with her own injuries. Who will she ask for help? And will they be as helpful as she would like? Meanwhile, <laughs> Agent Souza has been dumped. <laughs> uh-huh. That's it. Uh, That's it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, they stole some atomic stuff. That happened to yeah, yeah, There yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. heist. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to like talk about stuff that's applicable to the, the this episode right 
True, 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 true. But before before you jump into anything with this episode, Disney Plus has a huge fucking spoiler for this episode. Because oh? because when I went to go watch this episode, I saw a screenshot of oh, no. Jarvis, Jarvis and Dottie fucking Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! yeah, they love that shot. It's a good shot. It's a, it's a great shot. But I was like, Dottie's in this fucking episode. Oh, my God. What is she doing with Jarvis? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I was very excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's why they did it, because you sure hit play. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, behind the scenes. This episode is directed by Craig Zisk, who's the same guy that directed the last episode, The Atomic Job. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have some like sitcom-esque comedic timing coolness going on in this episode. Uh, this episode is written by Eric Pearson. Uh, he wrote two episodes last season. That was Bridge and Tunnel and Time and Tide. Okay. And this season he wrote A View in the Dark. Okay. So, uh, also, quick reminder, he's written for a couple of movies you might have heard of, like Black Widow <gasps> and and Thor Ragnarok. What? Yeah. I love that. I'm yep. here for that. I am so fucking here for that. <laughs> love it. Okay. So, getting into the episode then. Uh, we open up with a scene where uh, Jason Wilkes is in the Upside Down. Uh, I, was, I said in my notes, is he wearing the one ring right now? it is very much like he's he's in a a very alternate dimension space and the visuals they used for this were something to quickly and efficiently convey that notion to us it was like a half step in between dimensions yeah i mean it it looked exactly like lord of the rings when frodo puts on the ring and it made me wonder if like uh, if uh, if uh, cinema editing technology have like you know how you know how some movie programs have like out of the box filters, yeah. Now I'm just wondering if there's like a a Mordor filter. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a one ring filter, yeah, could be, could be. Um, but yeah, he turns in this weird interdimensional uh, halfway upside down space, and there is this black crevasse in the space. That is like yawning open and calling to him and he reaches out a hand to it and then he blinks back into reality with Peggy. What the fuck? Uh, I wrote, uh, so a shadow vagina is calling Jason. (laughs) I was trying not to go directly to vagina, but I should have known better. I'm sad for you. (laughs) Who do we think we are? Well, no, he's being pulled into a new world, right? Yeah, that's what vaginas do. (laughs) Okay, uh, so, si- <laughs> so side- sidebar, sidebar. I have to tell this. St- you're gonna wait. You're gonna sidebar about vaginas pulling you into new worlds. It's related. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, so my cousin went to uh, Cal State Merced. Oh God, your cousin. Uh, you haven't met her. Oh, yeah, okay. So this I- isn't the one I know. No, this okay. is this is the, the this is the good one. Um, <laughs> I-, <laughs> I love you, dude. Sorry, but you know you know your sister's better than you. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, so she went to the school where they had this sculp- the sculpture of two silver bendy things coming out of the ground, and it looked like a vagina. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see her for graduation, and they made the students walking through walking through the sculpture, and there was somebody on stage for the graduation ceremony narrating how they're being birthed into a new life and all this kind of stuff, and it was just very. <laughs> Very grotesque. Uh, 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 did they do sound effects though? They did not. They had because it should have been some like. Ee, er, 
<laughs> like some grunting and straining, and then maybe like a. <laughs> <laughs> if they played WAP, that would have been amazing. Of course, this is been... way before WAP came out. Um, there's there's been vagina songs around since forever. They could have played "I Touch Myself." That would have been great. I don't want anybody else when I think about you. I touch myself. But no, uh, they were playing that graduation song, classical piece thing. That uh, pomp and circumstance—that's what it is. So, anyway, I always get it mixed up with "Old Lang Syne" in my head. <laughs> so i I told her, I, I told my cousin, like you went through a vagina sculpture, blah blah blah, and yeah. she's like, "Chris, that's so grotesque and gross, and stop it, and blah blah blah." Uh, fast forward years later, she's now working at the school. And she told, uh-huh. and she she told me recently. Everybody calls it the vagina sculpture. <laughs> Vindication! <laughs> so, Good job. There you go. That's it. Anyway, so well uh, yeah, so shadow vagina. <laughs> yes, giant shadow vagina trying to eat Jason Wilkes. And honestly, who can blame it? Uh, I I cannot. Yeah. Anyway, he's popped back into reality. Peggy, like he's clearly lost some time. Peggy's out of bed. Uh, though she is still gravely injured, by the way. Yeah, Super very impaled. injured. She got fucking yeah. impaled. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh my god, okay, what just happened? And Jason Wilkes is freaking the fuck out, as he should be. Yeah. He was just he was just in an alternate dimension. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. 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 He's he's super upset and he's rambling about how i'm at the whim of, of some dark force that we have absolutely no understanding of i could vanish forever at any moment and peggy mm, god bless her she's in clutch with the okay calm down solutions mm-hmm. what can we do to fix it and she basically guides him around to coming up with the idea because she's like look you used to be you used to work in containment right you built a containment device for zero matter can you build a containment device for yourself and he's like no i'm not tangible i don't have any tangible mass and she's like aha but you did right when you touch uh when you touch what's your what's your name's flesh and you got all that zero matter out of it you were you were solid for a moment so how -hmm. about we get more Let's get more zero matter and we can build you the containment and we can get you, we, we will contain you and you won't disappear right. anymore. So then okay? they went, cool. So then they went down to the 7 Eleven, bought some more, and then story's over, right? Yeah, you no, know, they have that. That's actually a flavor in the Slurpee machine. Zero matter. Yeah. No, they know that there is only one place where they can find more zero matter. Oh, dear. So then we cut to Whitney Frost freaking out, getting ready for. An evening. Did you did you hear what she kind. said when she was talking to herself? Oh wait, no, you're right. Okay, hold on. We cut to Whitney because I jumped way ahead like a dumbass to her getting ready for like an evening thing. Oh. She's actually just sitting there talking to herself. This is much earlier. My bad. What was she saying? I couldn't make it out. Yeah, she was saying that you know she was uh, uh, explaining expressing her accomplishments, how she's so great and she's in charge and she's uh, she's going to do this and all all this like psychotic shit. And I'm like, oh, so. This zero matter stuff is definitely great for her sanity right now, because holy shit. So was she, like, presenting her resume to the zero matter inside her? Basically. Okay. Like, that's that's next level insane. Oh, but that also, she's a mess. But it also confirms some of our theories from last episode that there's some weird level of sentience with this zero mm. matter stuff. Like, it's she's talking to it. Right. Or she's she's thinks she's talking to herself, but it's in there. Right, right. right. There's something. There's something 
almost almost venom symbiote right. about this relationship but without it having the personality yeah and that, or the teeth and that's kind of something i want to talk to you about so i briefly mentioned it's a lot of teeth a lot of teeth sorry um <laughs> you know a while ago we talked about the importance of colors in in the marvel universe like you know right like with the infinity stones all that kind of stuff and of course the color mm-hmm. the color purple has been a very significant color for loki in in identifying uh, how the how time the different time strains are getting all split up, and then recently mm-hmm. with Moon Knight, that dude's crazy fucking uh, staff and use it's purple. It was yeah. purple, so black. Uh, we ha- don't see a lot of black with the zero matter. So two things: one, Whitney wears a lot of purple in this show. Huh. So there's that. Um, but that's assuming that Marvel had a plan for their color scheme all the way back in 2016. I don't Stephanie, know Marvel plans case. everything. They're not like Star Wars. God. They super do. That's why Peggy Carter mentions that she has a husband in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Who did she marry? I can't talk to you about oh, that. Oh, right God now. damn it. Anyway, so, uh, but no, the black, I still firmly believe that the zero matter that we're seeing in Agent Carter is the same thing as uh, an obelisk object that shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it is the same kind of, because the the object in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vacillates between a solid state and mm-hmm. a, a liquid state, and it's a transdimensional portal type situation. So I think it's the same substance. I think it leads to the same place. Um, so that's that connection there. Hmm. Is it's between the stuff in the TV universe, which if you would ever watch Agents of Shield, you I'm gonna fucking watch Agents of Shield now. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Because of the zero matter connection, or because I sent you pictures of members of the cast. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> there was some hot They're men. Pretty. There is some. There is some hot men's on that show, yeah. and I am. Yeah. A, I am uh-huh. a slut. So, uh-huh. and yeah. Melinda May. Melinda May's on that show. Oh, yeah. Fennec no, Shand I... is on that show. Mulan is on that show. Oh, my God. I love her. Yeah. Okay, anyway, but let's focus back on Agent Carter. So, anyway, that's that's what I think the black connection, Got the it. black goo connection is about. All right, so she's clearly having a less than sane moment. Chadwick walks in, and he looks like he's approaching a rabid bear. Uh, and he's right. He's right. <laughs> yeah. It's worse than that. Um, but, yeah, no, Chadwick... Uh, uh, he walks up to her and he's like, look, honey, um, I want to let you know that I've called the council because I think that you're a much better pitch person than me. And you could really represent this zero matter mm-hmm. situation a lot better than me. And I haven't been giving you the proper support. And while all that is true, he is saying that because he's been terrorized for, by her for a few days. And she did just deliver to him a full-on villain rant about all of his failures and how much she hates Peggy Carter. Yep. So he's like, I'm just, you're going to have like a meeting with the council and it's going to be amazing. And, and he looks, his face looks super sincere until she hugs him. She's like, oh my God, thank you. And hugs him. And his face says lies and fear. Yep. Fear and lies. <laughs> Something's up. Awesome. I Good job, that. Curry Graham. I hate your character so much. <laughs> uh, so after that, we're back at the Stark Mansion. Peggy's uh-huh. getting her wounds dressed. We see Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna I, Jarvis. Haven't, haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, kind of in, like, so her role in this episode is interesting, though it's mm-hmm. unresolved right now. Right. Right. 
but she's helping she's helping Peggy and uh, getting uh, getting her wounds redressed. Um, they have no problem right. reaching inside her wound because she got fucking no, impaled. No, Anna's not doing it. Oh, Anna's it? watching Jarvis do it. Oh, Jarvis do it, yeah. Jarvis is tending her wound. Have you ever had major wound care? I mean, the only thing... It, it, the answer is no. The only thing I can really compare anything to is, you know, when I had my appendix removed, things went mm-hmm. things went haywire. They had to remove a lot more of me than they expected. And so I have this wonderful That matters. Wound. That counts. Yeah. Yeah, but it not, it's not like you have and a lot of my other friends, though. Mm-hmm. I, I had... I've had some major wound care situations mm-hmm. and it is arduous and it is ongoing and it is ever every bit as precarious and painful and mm-hmm. infuriating as what as is displayed in this show. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, shout out to uh, Haley Atwell's performance uh, because abdominal wounds are hell. Mm-hmm. They're hell in a handbasket. So she's doing very well with that. But also wound care is gruesome. Yeah, it really is. It might not even hurt you very much at the time, particularly if you don't have to look at it while it's being tended to. But it's fucking awful to watch. I my own mother had to leave the room during one of my wound care sessions because she couldn't she couldn't take it. So that was fun. I'm fine now, by the way, and she's fine now, too. (laughs) But so what Anna's seeing, though, is not just that's really gross that you got impaled. It's that that's really dangerous. Like all of a sudden this fun, silly spy shit that her husband is involved in isn't just fun and silly. People get hurt. Badass super women people like Peggy get hurt. Yeah. And so what chance, if Peggy's getting hurt, what chance does fucking Jarvis have? Yeah. Anna is shook. Yeah. And she's not just shook by the, by the fact that Peggy's hurt. She's shook by the fact that Peggy is getting her wound dressed, getting on her feet and changing clothes because she's still got to work. That's crazy. Yeah. Shouldn't you be resting? Oh, in a perfect world. But sadly, there's no rest for the weary and wounded until the job is done. God damn it, Peggy. Yeah. You remember that she hasn't had a day off since Pearl Harbor? Yeah. She hasn't had a day off since Pearl Harbor. Yeah, there it is. Anyway, so then what? Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. So Peggy heads down to the lab, and Agent mm-hmm. Souza looks very well-rested. And by well-rested, <laughs> I mean it looks like he hasn't slept in fucking days. Um, it looks like he's been drinking his feelings until about five minutes before he got there. Pretty much. Uh, so He looks wrecked. He looks wrecked. By the way, I saw there was a jukebox in the background. I Has that been there? I don't know. I didn't see it. Because the reason why I saw it was there was this like colorful thing in the middle of this gray tone laboratory. And I was huh. thinking, I don't remember seeing a jukebox at all. And if there is a jukebox, why is there a jukebox in there? And also, why not? Jukebox- if you're working in the lab, you want some music playing. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, this is what I looked up. Uh, oh god, jukebox, <laughs> jukebox hero. Yeah, so- <laughs> jukebox hero. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so of course, I I had to look it up. So while jukebox were invented in the late uh, eight eighteen uh, nineties. Uh, no, early 1890s. Um, jukeboxes didn't become a super common thing until the 1950s. So. Yeah. You think Howard Stark wouldn't have obtained a, a vintage to him jukebox and then improved it and put it in his lab so he can listen to music while he's working? No, I think he built his own jukebox and it looks like that. And it's very just, possible. Yeah, I yeah. think, I, I think uh, that, and that's what I'm getting at. I think we're, I'm, that's a Dean on the Stark Tech bullshit counter. 
because <laughs> okay. uh, I looked up I looked up what jukeboxes were in the 40s. They weren't these colorful things that we now associate with in the 50s. Uh, mm-hmm. They were like they were just really big radios, essentially that had vinyl records playing in them. Just saying. <clears throat> no, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even think of that. I didn't see it. Well spotted, Heather. I can I smart you sometimes. The eye for detail. Look at you. <laughs> that's good. Don't worry. I've got I've got minutia random details for later. We'll get to that. <laughs> I just want okay, to be okay. like you. I know. I know. Who wouldn't want to be like me? Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, so Peggy remarks on Souza's uh state and he's like whatever. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck like, are we doing? You did now? not you did not call me here to ask me about my emotional state. Mm-hmm. How about we just move on? Mm-hmm. Why have you called me here? So, okay. She's like, new mission. We have got to do something about Wilkes disappearing. And Sousa's like, why do I get the feeling that whatever this thing we're going to do is already giving me indigestion or something like that? Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's being bitchy about it. And so Peggy jumps up on her high horse. And reminds him that Jason Wilkes is not only a very good man, but he is also the key to their entire case that they're building against against uh, Whitney Frost and Isodyne Energy and this entire cabal of evil white men out of the arena club. <laughs> so maybe shape the fuck up and help mate here because we have to help him. And Susan's like, so you need him mm-hmm. then. I need him. And, and Peggy goes, no, we need him. And Susan's like, okay, cool, whatever. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What What now? Uh, yeah. So is this when they come up with the plan that they're going to go to the MacArthur Hotel and... Uh, Not quite. So basically, yeah, I mean, kind of. This is the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because Dr. Wilkes has already designed the blueprints for the containment that they need to do. Um, but what they need is a sam- sample of zero matter from Whitney Frost. And she's going to be at the campaign fundraiser at the hotel. Which, is this hotel a known location about which you wish to, wish to speak? Actually, since you mentioned it, it is. Um, uh, it, do you want to wait until we actually get there in the story, or do you want to talk about it now? Uh, let's let's, let's, let's uh, wait till we get there, but it is a, okay. it is a historical uh, building. They did not actually film mm-hmm. there, but oh, they filmed at another historical building. But yeah, anyway. Okay, uh, so she's going to be at this fundraiser at this hotel. And because Howard Stark donates to all political candidates in any particular race so that he will have favor with whoever wins. Absolutely. Well, like Disney. When you have the money to do it. Yeah. I guess that's what you do when you are so fucking rich. You don't have to pick a side anymore. You just pay everybody so that whoever wins, they like you. Right. That's a, that's a whole new level. No, ma- uh, no matter uh, the cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's evil. It, it's wrong. I'm saying that's awful. It's that's, wrong. Yeah. yeah. But but that's where, that's where Howard's at in his journey right now. Anyway, because Howard is a donor to uh, Chadwick's senatorial campaign, Jarvis has a pair of tickets. Which hey, apparently hey. Howard, Howard is still in Peru, I think. Yeah, Howard's And that's not why gonna, Howard's not going to go. Yeah, Howard's not going to be there. So Peggy's like, all right, here's the plan. We go in, I stick her with this vacuum needle thing that's been invented for this occasion, uh, and get a sample of zero matter out, and then we just make a hasty retreat. And then we're right. out of there. Easy peasy. Right. Except that uh, <laughs> Peggy has been impaled, and she cannot fucking walk, much less function. Right. And Sousa says, I won't work as Jarvis's date, because it's got to be Jarvis. Yeah. Because yeah. he would be there as as Howard's representative. And Rose can't do it because she's out of town. Her mom is sick. 
And so Sousa, Peggy's like, well, then I can. And Sousa's like, no, we can't trust anybody at the SSR. We can't send you. You're injured. And he says, no, what you need is a highly skilled, unknown face who can blend in with the glamour and throw down in the gutter. I don't know anybody besides you who can pull that off. Well, Peggy and Peggy says, I have a terrible idea. And that, is, <laughs> that is exactly right. This is a terrible, yes. fantastic idea at the same time. This is a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad, super sexy idea. I know. So let's do it. <laughs> so let's fucking do it. So uh, Pe- Peggy goes in disguise as a psych- uh, psychi- psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they go to what looks like a jail. Uh, we just see mm-hmm. a cell where my girl Dottie Underwood is there is uh, being kept. And yes, and I, we have to assume this jail is in the L.A. area or at least on the West Coast somewhere. Uh, absolutely. Um, I assumed she was being held on the East Coast because that's where she was detained. Me too. But I guess if if Vernon Masters is here in California, then she's here. I, yeah, I'm that, guessing. Yeah, that 70s dad lives on the West Coast. So that's that's what it's going to sure. be. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dottie's not a moron. Uh, she she yeah. recognizes Peggy, of course. And, you know, after yeah. the after the jail guard people leave, <laughs> I love how Dottie's like, Oh, Peg, you're hurt. As if she fucking cares. Um, well, she's assessing because she's oh. a predator. So she's like, oh, you're really hurt. I know. And <laughs> like, I'm just like, That's not you're sympathy in, in her voice. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the smile of a shark in bloodied water. <laughs> she's exactly. like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Uh, and they banter for a little bit. It's really great. But yeah. my favorite moment in the banter uh, is where Peggy's like, oh, you should have decorated your cell. <laughs> <laughs> and Dottie goes, it takes more than six walls to hold me. And Peggy goes, six? <laughs> and Dottie says, we're in a cube, Peggy. Try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. But anyway, Dottie is super fucking smart. Absolutely. And it's a, and it's a problem because she figures out very quickly that Peggy's there to get her help. Yep. But we're not able to see the that conversation in full fruition because we do it uh, once again with the jumping around of scenes and shit. This is just what Agent Carter fucking does. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've accepted that now. I'm gonna I'm over it. But we're back at the lab. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Wilkes, okay. Wilkes is guiding Anna to help him build a thing. I don't know uh-huh. what. Um, and um, you know they're they're talking back and forth. Anna is just like she, the more she the more she finds out about what's going on. The more worried mm-hmm. she's getting. Um, yeah. And it doesn't help that Wilkes is being totally like, oh, no, this is the most dangerous fucking thing I've ever heard of what they want to do tonight. I think their odds are super fucking slim. And then she <laughs> her face is just horror. Yeah. And then he realizes what he's saying. And he's like, I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine. <sighs> fucking doctors. Like, because why is she freaking out? Well, I mean, first, uh, they, she's hearing the plan. They're going to go to this crazy fucking fundraiser where there is a lady that can consume the souls of people. And mm-hmm. there are probably security guards and shit. And Jarvis is going to go. Yeah. And there's no backup. There's no backup. None. This there's- is totally clandestine. They are on their own. Yeah, yeah, so Anna becomes visibly upset. Uh, Jarvis comes in. He's like, yeah, I'm going on a mission. Anna just walks by. Uh, yeah, she just walks out. Jarvis, thankfully, is like, Anna, are you okay? And she didn't say shit. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Bye. Yeah. And that's that's danger, danger, danger um, for their marriage. But what's danger for me is there's a cat outside the door. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go let her in. I'll be right back. Uh, Y'all, the other day, um, 
Stephanie had to take Boomer to the vet. And so, quite frankly, I am I am shocked that Stephanie is still alive. <laughs> now she's looking at me like I did something wrong. What? You put her down. <laughs> you put her down in the it's incorrect all... way. <laughs> I've done something infinitesimally mi- minor to me that is astronomically huge to her incorrectly. And so now I will pay the price, possibly with my life. Pray for me. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked you're still alive now. Yeah, me too. Okay, so um, Anna is freaking out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, so we're back in Dottie's cell. Right. And Peggy is holding up the tie pin. <sighs> the tie pin that started this whole season. That fucking tie pin. Yeah. And Peggy's like, so why were you trying to steal that? Like, Dottie tries to grab it. Peggy pulls it away. And she's like, why were you trying to steal this? And Dottie's like, Maybe because it was shiny. Maybe because I liked it. Maybe that pin unlocks the secrets to every major decision made in this cesspool of a country. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Dottie was definitely going after it because she was definitely going after the council. Right. And this is an excellent reminder that for all that she has this lovely flat sort of transatlantic accent thing going on, uh, she is in fact a communist Russian secret agent yeah she is still a leviathan agent her target is destabilizing the united states and Mm -hmm. how uh what a perfect target for them to attack the illuminati of the united states right Mm -hmm. well and she's not doing this under orders here's the thing she's improvising because she failed her last mission last season and since she has been and since she's been detained peggy lets her know there has been no contact from your home country yeah. about getting you released or anything. No one cares Or trading about you, you back. <laughs> well, she's been disavowed, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's a secret agent. So I think she's operating on her own, trying to destabilize the Illuminati, possibly as a way of getting back into the good graces of Leviathan. All but right. But that, I think, is just a fan theory that I've created. In my I, 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 think you're, I think you're right about that, though. Um, but I don't know, because I haven't seen the rest of the season. You have. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so what's Peggy going to do? Yeah. So Peggy's like, look, uh, you can, you can work with me. Um, I'll give you a way out of here. Uh, here is a compact, what, or whatever. That- <laughs> <laughs> Powder your nose Powder to your get nose. out of this, op- this, this cell. Yeah. And Dottie's like, Dottie is both happy, but also confused. So Peggy lets Dottie know. She's like, I'm going to break you out of here and and you're going to help me do a thing. And Dottie immediately agrees. And they both agree right then that we that they each know that they will be double crossing each other. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they will they will both be planning for that. Peggy tosses her a device. She says, uh, go ahead, use this to get out of the cell. I will clear you a path to to the ground level. Once you get out, turn right. Right. She very deliberately tells her to turn right. So then Dottie opens up this compact and it is, do we think that's Stark Tech bullshit or SSR Tech? That's tech, that's Stark Tech bullshit. I, I'm assuming all the tech they have came from Howard's lab. I don't, cause they don't, I don't think they have access oh, to the labs right. guys at SSR. Well, they might. Sam Berly's on their squad. He's their smart guy. Yeah, but nobody likes him. That's true. <laughs> he likes Rose though. He likes her so much. Aww. Um. So, uh, <laughs> 
Dottie takes these devices that Peggy has tossed her. And then after her cell door gets closed a couple of minutes later, she figures out how the devices work. They are magnets. And she uses them on the door to like grab the lock and turn it. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically picks the lock on her own cell from the inside using these magnets because Dottie's a fucking genius spy girl. Absolutely. Love her. Love her. So she gets out and she sees her guard right outside the door. (laughs) And he's got like, he's unconscious in a chair and he has lipstick smeared all over his mouth. That smile on his face was grotesque. I Yeah. And Dottie goes, sweet dreams, and Uh, walks by because that's the name of the lipstick that's got the knockout stuff in it. I love it. Sweet dreams 101. Mm. I love it. I like it. Love it. Anyway, so she gets all the way out to the ground level. She's on the street. She looks to the right where Peggy told her to go, and she turns left and runs for it. Uh, By the way, y'all, she does run out back into Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. Oh my god! I know it's the same square that they use for all the things. So it's it's, it's all the locations. Yeah, it's all the locations, but, and I just need to point it out to annoying Stephanie. <laughs> so she turns left instead of right. She turns a corner, and there is Souza with a net gun and Peggy. Yeah, well, I see. I didn't see the technology piece because it was like a big metal box in the center of the gun. I thought he was just going to shoot her with a fucking shotgun. So I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, but he what fi- the fuck Souza. But he fires, and this like very lazy, loose net drapes over her, and she was like, <laughs> uh, "What the fuck are you doing to me right now? This is not going to do shit." And then Souza mm-hmm. hits his button in the middle of the shotgun, and or, and then she gets electrified, and I laughed my ass uh-huh. off. Yeah, <laughs> and then Peggy steps up and hits the button again Cause... and electrocutes her again. <laughs> yeah, so um, Peggy is uh, she likes to make sure. Yeah, no, you always double tap when yeah. it comes to Dottie. No, 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 no. That she, you need to make sure she is unconscious. Well, she did this. To that Hugh, woman is she did dangerous. This, uh, what's his name? Hugh Jones in the last episode when she. Yeah, but uh, he had that shit coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Peggy's like, just, she's just really thorough. She's she's a tad violent, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, here for it. So, I support her. What's so wrong with you? One of my favorite scenes of this episode is next. Uh, <laughs> Dottie, wake, Dottie wakes up and there's this horrible fucking noise and you can't quite see why. You can I can see that like she had this the top of a very nice dress on, which kind of threw me mm-hmm. off a little bit. And then the camera pans back and it, she's in a fucking hairdryer. Like uh-huh. an old school. Her, her curls are being set. Yeah. Yeah, and I la- I just I laughed my ass off the whole time. <laughs> so Peggy starts trying to talk to her while, her while her head's still in the dryer, and Dottie's like, "I can't hear you," <laughs> because she's she's not only stuck in this head, hair dryer, she's tied to the chair that she's sitting on in evening wear. So yep. yeah, there's not a lot she can do. And Peggy's like, "Oh shit, sorry." Turns off the hair dryer and explains to her. That you're going to be going in, you're going to be doing the job, okay? Um, but before we send you in there, we're going to give you this lovely diamond choker. And then she turns to a signature Tiffany and Company blue box. And and she busts out the most beautiful uh, uh, diamond necklace. Uh, let's do a quick call back to season one. Uh, Howard, remember how Howard Stark loved to give uh, the women oh, the <laughs> bracelets. I'm like, Dottie's already gotten jewelry from Howard before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she totally has, but not from Tiffany because he went with a local jeweler. Um, although Tiffany and Company would have been local to New York because I looked this up. Oh. Okay, Tiffany and Company uh, was founded in New York, New York, in 1837. Holy shit! 
That jewelry company has been around for almost two centuries. Holy shit. Two centuries? I had Hold on. No idea it was that old. 1937? Yeah, almost two centuries. Yeah. Um, they didn't really get super famous until 1886 when they introduced their iconic Tiffany diamond engagement ring. Mm. And with that came the little blue box. And so that became the signature of all Tiffany jewelry is the little blue box. And that's been since 1886. God damn. Have you ever gotten yeah. t- uh, Tiffany jewelry before? No. Oh. No. Who? <laughs> Ain't nobody in my life got Tiffany money. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's a Howard Stark thing. No. Yeah, for sure. That's a Howard Stark thing. And also, if somebody gave me Tiffany jewelry, I would never wear it. No. Because that's Tiffany. Uh, no. No. Yeah. I would be. I would be so afraid all night. Just no. Anyway, so this diamond choker is not just any Tiffany diamond choker, though. There's been a couple of modifications made to it. (laughs) One is a tracking device. Uh And the other is a neurotoxin that will be injected should Dottie break the chain or fiddle with it or jack with the links or anything. And that she will be painfully dead in 35 seconds. Okay, is that last part true? Probably not. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I believe there's I can't, a... I can't imagine. I can't imagine that's true. That can't be true. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we'll find out next episode. But like, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 I can't imagine uh, Peggy would be cool with even even for Dottie giving somebody like access to something that deadly and put it, and make them right. make them wear it. Because then if she manages to wiggle out of it, now she's got a deadly neurotoxin. Exactly. Like, why would you... It's the same reason why she won't give Jarvis a gun. By the way, Jarvis walks in and he says hello to Miss Underwood and she looks at him and says, Jeeves, and I can't remember. Have they met before? Yeah. Tell me. Remind me, please, because my my brain won't tell me. Uh... <laughs> okay, see, it's not just me. It's not just me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, they no because at the, the last episode um, of season one, uh, they were at the Hainer and there was the fighting, yeah. fighting, and... Well, I don't know, because Jarvis was in the air. Because, yeah, no, she came up with a nickname. Y'all, if you are listening and you have a better memory for these details than we do, let me know when the fuck Jarvis and, and Dottie met before, because I can't remember. Oh, no, no, I'm no. They, they did. Oh. Because, uh, remember, Howard was dating Dottie. Like, oh, oh, maybe that's where they know each other. Jarvis from. had to break up with Dottie for Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who delivered the bracelet. Right. <laughs> you are correct. That's you are correct, funny. sir. Well done. Well done. Well done. Anyway, so Jarvis is is like, um, you have to give me a gun. And Peggy's like, no, she'll just take it from you and murder you. I'm not going to give you a gun. And he's like, I am offended by that. And she goes, where's your wristwatch? <laughs> and Dottie had it in her hand, even though she's tied up. Yeah, she's she just, tied like, up. Sh- she, she just managed to lift it off of him as he walked by and he didn't notice. So Jarvis is like, okay, I see your point. But then how about like a knife or a cane with a sword in it? <laughs> like Jarvis. And Jarvis wanted to calm keep, down. Well, Jarvis wanted to keep arguing about it. So he put the hairdryer back over uh, Dottie's head. Of course, she can read lips. So it didn't really fucking matter. 
Of course she can. Uh, and, and it's not hard to read it. He's He is miming very animatedly all of the different weapons he would like to take with including him. Including tossing himself on the ground, pretending that he's poisoned himself. At least that's what <laughs> yes. I have in my notes. So, <laughs> yeah, it looked like a, like a cyanide pill situation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, so Jarvis is kind of a queen. That's what I'm saying. I love him. I love his C- C-3PO-ness. He's the best. Okay. So then we cut from that to now, finally, the Whitney freaking out about getting ready scene. Yeah. And this is where I am reminded she is an actress. Uh, yeah. 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 Because she's so drama. She's like, cancel the whole thing. I just, I won't go. We need to reschedule the meeting. I can't go anywhere. I can't be seen in public like this. And she's talking, of course, about her grotesque. You're making me say grotesque a lot. That's like the word of the day. I know. I need to stop using that word. But her grotesque black scar on her face from the zero matter. Like she can't cover it because she went with an updo because that's what you do for evening wear. You do an updo. Obviously. Yeah. So so she's freaking out. And Chad was like, don't worry, honey. uh, Wear this hat. (laughs) Yeah. He finds a little hat that's got like a, a little veil. And here's my thing. That hat is obviously made for the dress she's wearing. I know. It looked exactly like the same color, same fabric. This was not an improvisation. That's her hat. Her hat she's supposed to be wearing with this dress. That's a, I, But okay, sure. Sure. She, she, just, wanted, she just wanted to be reassured. And she left the hat in a, specific, in a particular location. So her husband would be considerate enough to grab it for her, put it on her, and reassure her. Because she's a goddamn... Because she's a dunk, goddamn drama queen. She's a goddamn actress. She's a drama queen. Yeah. Uh, but then she tells him, And I'll thank you properly later. Like with the sex. That's what she's saying with her eyes and her voice. The sex. And he's like, Ha ah, I can't wait. He's not. He's <laughs> never fucking her again. She, Ever. Black goo comes out of her. It's not and happening. And eats men. And eats, eats men. grown ass men. It's not happening. Never. <sighs> Ever. Anyway. So we uh, then cut back to Dottie, who's getting ready and not freaking out. Because assassin. Because Dottie. Yeah. But before we proceed, can we get a little commotion for the dress? <sighs> My God. Oh, oh, this dress. It is black and it is long and it is flowy and it has this diamond shaped blood red panel in the middle. Yep. Could she be any more Black Widow right now? Like, did... Peggy know that she's part of that whole group and she got her the perfect dress or did Anna know because Anna's the one who's dressing everybody in this show apparently oh my fucking god you're not gonna tell me Anna's a goddamn spy are you <laughs> oh my god I'm I, saying shit I hate you <laughs> anyway so Dottie is standing in the lab with Peggy and Jason Wilkes and she is shamelessly flirting all over Jason Wilkes no uh no shame there no because of course she is correct ma'am that is exactly what you should be doing not just because that is obviously a man who is here with Peggy and you want to fuck with Peggy by flirting with her man but also because look at him he's fucking hot just fucking look at him. I mean, and he looks, he looks so unsure and uncomfortable with her. And that's just like fucking catnip mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's fucking loving it. But um, this is where we get uh, <laughs> the plan breakdown. Yeah. Uh, Peggy walks in. She's like, okay, this is your target. And she holds up a magazine of Whitney Frost. Uh-huh. Dottie claims that she doesn't know who she is, which is probably true. Because Dottie is not familiar with Americana. 
Not a lot of pop culture. Not a lot of pop culture. Pop culture in her life. Yeah, and so uh, Peggy says this name where she's like, "This is uh, this is Whitney Frost. Uh, she's a star of F stands for Freedom." Uh, <laughs> Dottie's like, Ugh, <laughs> "That does that, yeah, that doesn't really sound like my kind of show." No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And basically the plan is that her and Jarvis are going to go into the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. She's going to stab Whitney Frost really quick and they're going to get the fuck out. Um, right. With this like vacuum injector pen. Right. Thingy. Right. Um, Dottie continues to flirt with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> Peggy, uh, Peggy says that they will have a way to communicate with them. Jarvis is going to wear these super hot dorky glasses I know he's so cute. So adorable! Oh my god! But there's like a radio in his glasses. Yeah, and Dottie is also going to wear a hat. It's a very hat Mm -hmm. uh, hat specific episode. It was the '40s. People wore hats. And and Dottie's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She continues being smug and flirts with the Mm -hmm. doctor. Uh, The doctor's like, you know, I'm just going to walk away. And as he's walking away, Dottie moves to try to grab onto him or or touch Mm -hmm. him, and she can't. Her hand passes right through his arm. And for the and for a brief moment, she drops character and is shocked, and in, like and yeah. ret- uh, maintains after that. But yeah, she puts it all back on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Peggy's like, uh, Chief Souza and I will be out in a van outside monitoring you through these radios. Uh, and what you must remember, above all, do not let Whitney Frost touch you. You need to stab her and get a sample without letting her touch you. Yep. Super important. And Dottie's like, okay, mom, fuck. Right. (laughs) Anyway, we are on mission. They're setting up the van outside. Did you notice that Peggy has two buttons, though, on her little um, box? One of them is is for tracking the necklace on Dottie. And the other button says kill switch. Yeah. So maybe the So maybe maybe she does have neurotoxin. Maybe she does have neurotoxin. Maybe that shit's real. Okay. Well. Yeah. It could it, be. If there is a person she's going to like do that to, it's probably going to be to Dottie Underwood. It's going to be Dottie yeah. because she Dottie's fucking dangerous. Uh, so yeah, for sure. It's Peggy and Sousa in the van. They turn on the radios and they're like, testing, testing, one, two. <laughs> Are you guys there? And Jarvis comes on the line and he says, I hate to admit it, but Miss Underwood is an excellent dancer. Because they're dancing. Fucking Jarvis. And Dottie says, the decadence in this place is repulsive. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is a very fancy party full of really smug, rich white people. Yeah, so let's talk. So I'm with, I'm team Dottie on that Yeah, so let's talk about that. Uh, Uh So uh, they referenced the MacArthur Hotel, which is. Yes, do tell. Historically inaccurate. Uh, The building is called the MacArthur Today. Back then. It was known as the Pl- Park Plaza Hotel, which is a, a historical building. Uh, when you talk about Art Deco buildings, this is the Art Decoist of all the Art Deco buildings. Mm. Now, um, I wonder why they got the name wrong. Though. I don't know. It, uh, they googled it incorrectly. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, and there is actually notes on like the Marvel fandom website where it's like they got the name wrong. Blah blah blah. Yeah, anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, but they didn't actually film at this building, even though this building has been used uh, for filmmaking before. Because of its historical significance, it, it, it's a gaudy-as-fuck building. It is extremely expensive to film there. So Yeah, because you gotta you got to pay for any damage. Absolutely. So instead, they filmed at the Millennium uh, Biltmore Hotel, which is a actually a hotel that's been used in several different um, Marvel projects. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I couldn't. The, the, the website just says several different uh, 
Marvel projects. I'm like, which ones? They didn't, they didn't say. Um, oh, okay. But it's been used at uh, Ghostbusters, uh, oh, used nice. it. Uh, True Lies, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, used it. Mad Men. I fucking ha- love that movie so I much. I know, me too. Uh, Mad Men, Alias, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot of different shows have filmed at this location. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also somewhat of a historically protected building, but not as nice. Um, that's just kind of the way it is. It's close. It's also because it's been filmed in a lot. But it's it's been filmed in a lot. So this place pro- probably primarily makes its money now off of filming. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I looked it up and it's like they 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 mainly use this hotel now for events and such. Um, mm-hmm. They do the back part of it is still a hotel today, but they they use it so heavily for filming year round that it's not used that often. Uh, it's also mm-hmm. located in downtown LA, which is not. Not the nicest part of uh, our of our fair Southern California area. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So anyway, uh, everybody's in place. Jarvis and Dottie are dancing and commenting in their various ways on their surroundings, and they spot Whitney Frost and Calvin Chadwick. Ugh. There they are in the crowd. They're they're hobnobbing as they do, and then Dottie says, "Oh look, it's the blonde one." Ugh. Because who's here? Jack fucking Thompson. Jack fucking Thompson is at the party. Hugh Jarvis panic. Because. 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 Thompson fucking knows them. Yeah. Jarvis does not. uh, uh, Thompson's not the biggest fan of Jarvis. FYI. Uh, Yeah. Well, he's tried to arrest him before. And that went well. Yeah, exactly. So Jarvis wants to abort the mission. Uh, he says as such multiple times uh, into his glasses. <laughs> he- <laughs> abort, abort, abort. abort. <laughs> and, you know, Dottie has a very simple solution to the problem. Want me to kill him? Do, Do not, not kill, kill him. him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jarvis is like, we need to quit. We need to abort. Oh, my God. And Peggy's like, no, bitch, keep going. Just don't get spotted. You need to continue the mission. And he's like, okay, fine. He turns and Dottie has disappeared because of course she has. Of course, because he turned away and that's it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He took his eyes off her for a second. She's gone. Ugh, ugh. And that's it. Anyway, so uh, also with Thompson as his date, apparently, uh, that 70s dad is there. Mm -hmm. Um, And and he's giving Thompson the full tour. Look at this important old white man and this important old white man. There's Hugh Jones. Yeah, no, they have a quick conversation before the Hugh Jones thing. We missed this. Thompson is schmoozing with Vernon Masters yeah. and Calvin Chadwick. Oh, yeah. And this is important because Calvin Chadwick said something that made me both vomit and have chills. Oh. Um, but also the way they're standing, Whitney is standing there with them. She's just ogling Thompson. And they have definitely got this woman standing on a box. Yeah. Because these men are all very tall. And she's not. Right. Whenever it is like maybe five foot Aww. but she's she's like at least a little over their shoulders in this shot she's totally standing on a box anyway um but chadwick is going on and on about how um you know communism this and and stuff and how communism isn't just about you know fighting communism isn't just about national security it's also a moral issue and then he says now when i'm elected my primary focus will be defending our borders and beating back this red invasion with like more Funding for spy agencies and military and gee, does any of that shit sound familiar? Yeah, um, but there's no politics in Marvel, Stephanie. There's no politics in Marvel. <laughs> uh, this certainly isn't any commentary on what might have been going on at the at that particular time in 2016. You know, like there might have been like an election coming or anything yeah. like that. 
it certainly wouldn't have been an accurate historical reflection of the way this country has always fucking operated when it came to identifying an outside threat. No, no, and trying no. To farm, no. And trying to farm the fear and outrage of the local population for your own advantage. No, 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 no. There's no politics in Marvel. It drives me nuts how fucking stupid people are. It's like, don't y'all have... Right? I mean, we're in the information age. You can easily Google it and see the fucking pattern. But nope, nope. My bigotry is more important than the truth. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, Whitney is hardcore hitting on Jack Thompson. Can't blame him. He's looking good. He does look really nice. I'm, yeah, that's I, a good I, I hate to... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> he's looking... He's a handsome man. And she is. she's like, I would love for you to co-star with me in my next picture. And everybody's uncomfortable. Uh, so uncomfortable right and, now. And, and, and so... Uh, so I was watching this with somebody, and Chadwick gets you know gets involved like, oh, let's let's enough, honey. Um, and my my friend said, is he doing that because he's jealous? I'm like, no, 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 no. He's doing that because he doesn't want Thompson to get black gooed and killed in the middle of in a the party. middle of a party. Like that's yeah, because he doesn't know she, he doesn't know at this point what she's capable of, and and I think that's a totally reasonable fear. And she's not super sane or self restrainty right now. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. No, that was legit. But he didn't just, like, yank her back. He buttered her up, too. He was like, she's my secret weapon. (laughs) When I get to Washington, those guys won't know what hit them. (laughs) She cannot be your Washington wife, sir. (laughs) Just saying. Amen. Amen to that. Anyway, then then Vernon and Thompson go for a little stroll. And and Vernon's like, look, everybody in here is rich and white and powerful. And isn't that amazing? He's practically fucking stroking himself over being in the presence of so much power in this room. I felt so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel gross having said it. Yeah. But it's an accurate description of his entire attitude. And the uh, uh, critical, critical point on the production... Look, mm. when you're bald like that and you're on camera, <laughs> some fucking you powder need some on extra head? powder on the top of the fucking head. <laughs> that dude, the the light, the lighting was oh, bouncing wow. off the top of his head so badly that I was going blind just watching him. It was like staring into he the He was like a sun. disco ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was bad. It was, yeah, uh, no, I agree. Goddamn ABC. Come on. Come on, guys. Just a little, just a little extra powder. Just, just a little gotta, bit. Or, you know, move a light. I don't know. Fucking something. something. Anyway, um, so he's pointing out all the fucking millionaires in the room. You've got politicians. You've got the guys who control Wall Street. You've got the guys who control all the newspapers. And that's amazing. And while they're talking, Dottie tries to sidle up behind Jack. <laughs> and then Jarvis intercepts her and, like, tackles her and drags her away. <laughs> yeah. It was so cute. Uh, and Jarvis, God bless him, he's trying to, like, tell her, you're going to listen to me now, I'm in charge, blah, blah, blah. Jarvis, no. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. We're not there oh, yet. Oh, I thought we were. Um, no, because that happens, but then Vernon and Thompson continue oh, the conversation. right, right. Because then they call, Hugh, Vernon calls Hugh Jones over. Ugh. And Hugh Jones has a bone to pick with Jack fucking Thompson. Well, considering what just happened... Right. So it turns out Hugh Jones knows who stole the uranium rods from his facility. Right. Peggy fucking Carter. It was Peggy fucking Carter. And he's like, Thompson, are you coming after me again? Because remember last season when they went and investigated Roxxon because of the whole explosion thing that happened. Right. That was Thompson. So he's like, you can't be investigating me, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then... uh. 
Hugh Jones wanders off and Vernon pulls Jack in closer. And he tells him, this Carter woman is disobeying your direct orders. If you want to impress the people in this room, climb the only ladder that counts. You can't let a, a female subordinate make an ass out of you like this. Whatever, dude. This is this is presented to him as the only thing that is keeping him from being able to climb this ladder and have this amazing new career where he's in good with the really powerful rich people is fucking Peggy Carter. Ugh. And also, what a fucking pig. I hate him. I hate him. What a fucking pig. Anyway, Thompson's furious on a multiple levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So shortly after that, that's when Jarvis uh, tries yep. to set Dottie Square uh Dottie clearly is like what the fuck ever yeah she I, thinks this whole job is lame yeah she does oh and you know it's because she doesn't understand the stakes yeah so so after that uh this is where i think your point about jarvis being c3po is so on target oh yeah so uh yeah so Dottie Dottie's like whatever and they walk away well, Dottie, Dottie agrees that she will follow instructions and conduct herself like a professional and finish the mission. Okay, sure. Yeah, but yes, a, sir. Yeah, but a professional for her is like, yeah, like Dottie gonna Dottie. Yeah, Dottie. So, Dottie's a killer. She's not. She, yeah, she's not. She's not. She, this person. is not a house cat. Mm-mm. This is not a house cat. Mm-mm. This isn't that she. There's no honor here. Mm-mm. There's no. There's no ramrod straight moral compass. This is. She's the anti Peggy. <laughs> she's every she can do everything peggy can do but evil right you know absolutely um and jarvis has been reminded over the course of this conversation that he has a legitimate reason to be at that party he is howard stark's representative he has an invitation yeah so he can go talk to thompson and distract him so Dottie can go finish the fucking mission right and that's the plan Get to fucking work everybody yeah go so on. yeah so thompson is walks up to the bar and he's like i need whiskey i need like a triple all right, or fill up, the, <laughs> fill up the whiskey to the top of the cup, which is a lot of whiskey. That's and, a lot of whiskey. And there's a very pretty blonde woman who's all, oh, you need to smile more. And she's clearly hitting on him. <laughs> she clearly wants to bone him. And But I was really entertained about the woman telling a man to smile. Me too. Me that too. was nice. That was nice. Um, and Thompson is literally ready to make a move. He's going, you uh-huh. know, you know, get the blood is flowing down there. You know everything. And then Jarvis's fucking face <laughs> blocks blocks out the whole screen. He pokes his head right in between them, and he's like, oh, "Chief Thompson." <laughs> like his head is sideways, y'all. Like it's yeah. it's it's not subtle at all. Um, nope. And I was like, like a Muppet. And I was like, that's fucking C-3PO right there. It is 100%. Yeah. That's C-3PO cock block and Han Solo when he's smooching down on Leia on the Millennium Falcon. That's what's happening here. Except C-3PO on the Falcon didn't have an ulterior motive. And Jarvis has all the ulterior all the motives ulterior right motives. now. Yeah. Yeah. So what did they talk about, Steph? It, so uh, Jarvis is like, hi, how are you? And Thompson's like, where's Carter? What are you doing here? Where's Peggy? Right. Peggy Carter. If you're here, Peggy Carter's here. And Jarvis is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Thompson says, Thompson says, uh-huh. Okay. Well, if you'll excuse me, I have a sudden urge to secure the perimeter. Because he knows. <laughs> he knows she's there. He's not an idiot. But Jarvis manages to hook him back in by saying, oh, is that really what your employer wants you to do? Mm. And Thompson's like, uh, my employer. And he's and Jarvis is like, yeah, I thought you worked for Calvin Chadwick. I mean, obviously, if you're here, 
and you're you're hobnobbing with all of these people, he's you're working for him now, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Thompson's like, excuse the fuck out of you. I am the chief of the New York office of the SSR. I work for no one but the US government. And Jarvis is like, oh yeah, sorry, my bad. My, it was an easy mistake to make, considering, you know, all the this that's going on here. But right. okay, sure, no, you're right. You're totally fine. But Jarvis does try to warn him. Yeah. Uh, he tells him that, you know, the he's uh, swimming in shark-infested waters and all that kind of stuff. Thompson right. doesn't need to be told that, though. I don't think. Right. Well, I think Thompson is certainly not going to take it seriously coming from Edwin Jarvis. No. No. Who, who, as far as Thompson is concerned, is a buffoon who can fly a plane. Yeah. Now, so. I do. But I also think that Thompson is having some serious, like, issues. Because he loves... He... Loves Peggy. Uh, he saw Peggy. Well, it, it, from a no. sol- from a soldier perspective, he has deep respect for Peggy. Yeah, but for, for her guy, skills, for a guy like that, that's and, that's that's a lot. And she saved his life. Yeah. So he he remembers those things, um, but she's also an enormous pain in his ass. Like they make really good peers, they do not make good boss and subordinate. No, no, they get they're good peers. It's just, yeah. Anyway, so Thompson is stewing in his whiskey, and we cut to Whitney is washing her hands in a bathroom. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dottie comes into the bathroom, and the moment of my life is here. My two favorite oh. my two favorite women ever oh. are in the same room together. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! They bump into each other, quote unquote, and uh, Dottie's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was just mm-hmm. messing around with my pen. Did I stab you? And Whitney says, I didn't feel it because she's <laughs> fucking immune to pain right now because of the right. zero matter shit. But Dottie doesn't know that. Um, and and so uh, I guess, uh, does Dottie walk out or Whitney? No, Whitney walks out. Okay, so... She bumps into her. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then Whitney is all bitchy and walks out. And again, she's standing on a box because these two are the same height in this scene. Yeah. but And whenever it is like five foot three. Right. And uh, Regan. Oh, God. What's her name? Bridget Regan, who's playing Dottie Underwood, is like almost six feet tall. Good God. She's a very tall lady, especially in heels. Come on now. Oh, my God. Come on That's now. That's huge. Uh, when, she was, when she was dancing with Jarvis, they were close to the same height. Yeah. And like Jarvis is very t- anyway. So, I just I just love spotting when they've put the short actor on a box because if you don't do it consistently, I can tell when you did it. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but they don't care and also this was years ago. So, uh yes, Whitney leaves and then Dottie's like, "Oh, I got the sample." <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Susa and Peggy are trying to radio in mm-hmm. being like, "Did you do it? Did you do it?" All of a sudden there's this horrible noise coming across the thing. Like yeah, like crazy static or something yeah. coming across her radio that's in her hat. Uh, no, Whitney left her hat next to a running faucet in the bathroom. Dottie left her hat next to a... Running faucet. Yes, you're yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dottie left her hat next to a running faucet. Yeah. I can't save this. So no. Dottie's on the run. Uh, or She's sneaking around and she goes into the worst fucking room ever. She right like like she goes into this room where there's this big long table, all these chairs. It's a big room, and I'm like, Dottie, fucking run, get out! And it's no, too, and but it's, she is a spy and she is curioso. Yeah, so and it's also too late. She hears people coming uh, towards the door. Right. She has no choice. She sees a closet and she runs into it. 
it's like this cabinet thing that's got like a like a wicker a wicker lattice yeah. screen through which she's clearly visible. Yeah. Right. That kills me. Anybody could have glanced over and seen her, especially with her glowing white skin and her bright red patch on her dress. Like, all, she's she's should she should be visible. But okay, whatever. Yeah, you know also, what? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna let it go. We're also not gonna talk about the fact that there's like no other furniture in here besides these two things, and there's no artwork, there's no painting. There's, right. It's just yeah, like a random empty room that they put a bunch of random furniture in. Yeah, this is this is not a fancy conference room. This is like this was literally literally just like one of the uh, the rentable conference rooms at this hotel. Right, and they stuck some uh, like a big table and some chairs and a fake and fern, and that's it. So anyway, yeah, and yeah, that's it. So yeah, so the fucking council comes in, walks in, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, and, the council of nine, and they they sit around. Chadwick and Whitney come in. And Chadwick is like, "Oh, thank you for meeting me." Blah blah blah. My wife has a what has a really important demonstration for you. And at first, Whitney is like legit honored. She's like, "Oh my god, guys, I'm so nervous right now. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I really appreciate it. Let me show you my evil power." And <laughs> <laughs> hold on. So she gives them a spiel that's clearly rehearsed, yeah. right? Where she's like, look, up till now, I've been advocating for zero matter to be used for energy, but I was wrong. I admit I was wrong. I'm telling you today, here and now, that zero matter can be used for power. The kind of power that will bring the world to its knees. But why would I just tell you when I can show you I have a hat box? <laughs> and then she opens the hat box and she has a rat. Oh, and the poor rat is consumed by darkness and shadows and black gooey stuff yeah directly in front of the council of nine right they all stare they gasp in horror uh and the council's like okay well uh chadwick thank you for confirming to us Mm -hmm. we know what to do next don't we guys and they're like yeah and so i'm thinking Mm -hmm. oh my god are they gonna like join with her blah blah blah. no are they gonna validate her and her and her expertise and her incredible power yeah no they try to fuck with her uh, these two other they guys. They try to fucking capture her. Yeah, they, these other two guys. They bring those like animal nooses that they get for like large. Yeah, it's like a like a dog catcher pole. Yeah, got, it's like long. It's to keep the animal from biting you. Yeah, and I'm like that when you is catch them like it tightens up a noose around their neck a little bit. A noose. It's a leash, but yeah. That is so fucked up. Yeah. I can't even begin to say how fucked up that because is. Because it means that he told them everything, mm-hmm. and that they knew that she could not be allowed to touch them. That's why they're using these poles to capture her because she's too dangerous to allow them to allow to touch them. So, ah. so fucked up. So fucked up. So so she flips out because she's being strangled and she has been betrayed and everything is going terribly and she instantly levels up to area of effect goo attacks. <laughs> She's got a little, she's got a PBAOE. Yeah. It's just a little point blank. It's just right there by her. Oh my God. She fucking murders the two uh, dog catchers, I guess we'll call them from now. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she murders the guy on the council that had been talking to her the whole time. She murders literally half the council. Yeah. She only leaves a couple of guys. Hugh Jones and uh, the guy that handles newspapers. Yeah. Hugh- and a couple other guys who we don't even really look at. Yeah, I don't, I don't, really, care about, I don't really care about them. And then, and then... She turns to Chadwick with tears in her eyes. She says to her husband, I trusted you. I made you. And then 
her goo eats him. Goodbye, Chadwick. She murdered her husband. Yeah. Along with everybody else, except for like four people. Um, do you remember? I, so I, have a, I had a distinct memory when I was watching this scene. I remember you had told me you had never, never seen Mommy Dearest. And so I took you uh-huh. to the Mommy Dearest uh, <laughs> uh, shout-a-thon. And uh-huh. I remember your face. For Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. And I remember the fucking face you had, uh, your face when that part where she's in the conference room and the, the Pepsi guys are telling her that she can't. She <laughs> Don't fuck with me, fellas. Yeah. That moment. That was, that is, the, this is the MCU don't fuck with me, fellas moment. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're 100% right. Because she sure does turn away from brutally murdering her husband to calmly step up to the meeting table and say, I'd like to call this meeting to order. Any objections? No. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You're in charge now. And it is ma'am now. It's yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Miss Frost. They're very polite now. Yep. So they can be taught. (laughs) <laughs> all, you have to, all you have to do is commit crazy supervillain powered murder directly in front of them that's all you gotta do that's all we have to do Steph. that's it yeah that's it that's all that's, that's all it takes okay so she's like all right so here you have new orders hugh jones i need unrestricted access to all of your roxon facilities which no please god don't okay nuclear weapons don't oh she's gonna do it again right um and she's like, and also you need to update Bernard Masters and let him know that I'm his new boss. Anyway, newspaper guy, you're going to gen up stories to explain the sudden deaths of everybody I killed here. You good with that? Everybody clear? And they're like, yes, ma'am. And she tells them, I promise you that as long as you remain loyal and of use to me, I will bring you unlimited power unlike anything this world has ever seen. <gasps> And Hugh Jones raises his hand and he's like, I, for one, am very excited about this collaboration. (laughs) Translation. I'm in danger. (laughs) I'm in danger and I like unlimited power. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so we cut away from Whitney's ascendancy to chairperson of the Council of Five now, I guess. I get, I get, yeah. It's not, it's not nine anymore. Um. (laughs) <laughs> to Jarvis running around in the halls and up oh. and down the stairs. And Sousa radios him and is like, hey, do you have eyes on Underwood? Because she ditched her radio. And Jarvis is like, I am currently engaged in a frenzied search for her whilst speaking to my glasses like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in he's in the yeah. stairway and he's like looking up and down. It's one of those like big open stairways where you can like look all the way up. And there's so many right. flights of stairs. Um, I fully expected there to be like a crazy, crazy fucking fight on these stairs, but I'm guessing they didn't get permission from the hotel to do that. Yeah, that would that would be damaging uh, to the whole. These are fancy stairs. Yeah, they're very fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So uh, so back at the van, uh, you know, Peggy and Susan are freaking out because they can't get a hold of uh, of, uh, Dottie. Dottie. Yeah. See, they're interchangeable. I know. I know. Right. You start getting them mixed up. And beautiful. Unfortunately. Peggy, who just got impaled, uh-huh. uh, is bleeding again, and she's in a lot of pain. And Susan's like, "Yeah, uh, sit your ass down, and mm-hmm. like you need to. You're you're hurting yourself more." Uh, and Peggy is so frustrated because she's in so much pain. She wants to do more, but she can't. She wanted to run in and go look for Dot- for Dottie herself. Yeah, but she can't because you know, wounded. 
Yeah, and Susan's like, dummy. you know, just kind of sucks when your body gives out on you, doesn't it? Yeah, it said does. the one-legged man. I, yeah, yeah, it really does. I felt that in my soul. And he says, she's like, how do you, how do you deal with it? And he says, well, I mean, you don't, I don't, I haven't figured that out, but I'm guessing you have to put your faith in others to get the job done. Yeah. So that's that whole delegating thing, Peggy. You're not real good at it. No, she is not. It's what you got to do. Meanwhile, up in the now deserted conference room. (laughs) Dottie comes out of the, of the, uh, of whatever she's hiding in the closet. And she just, Uh at first she's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck she was that? is she is a gog yeah her eyes are wide <laughs> this was terrifying to see yeah i've and- never seen dotty shook no and she even, shook. she even looks at the silver syringe thingy they have and she opens it up to see that she has some of the same black goo that came out of mm-hmm. that woman that ate all those people and she's like oh fuck this is what Peg- yeah holy god what the fuck am i in right now um, but mm-hmm. infor- but unfortunately, you know, she tries to get out, but uh, Vernon finds her. And Vernon Masters, they they look at each other, and he, of course, he recognizes her. Absolutely, of course, he does. And so she, he, she takes off running, and uh, and he sends some men to chase her down. Meanwhile, back in the van, oh, uh, Susa is helping Peggy to sort of tend to her freshly bleeding wound because she popped her stitches like a big dumbass. And she's like, oh, I guess I'll need to schedule a follow-up appointment with, with Violet. And Susa's like, yeah, I don't know about all that. And things get uncomfortable um, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Peggy's like, okay, what's wrong? Because it's all over your face. Something is wrong. And Susa doesn't want to talk about it. But she badgers him enough. He's finally like, okay, Violet broke off our engagement. And Jarvis on the stairs is like, oh, like he's listening to a telenovela. He's just like a le gasp. <laughs> and I have a- but he's silent because he doesn't want them to remember he's there. Yeah. And I have on my notes at this point, y'all are on a goddamn mission. It is not, it is not a uh, gossip time. This is, this is a ding on the bad timing sexiness count. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a blend of bad timing sexiness and bad timing witty banter. Either way. We need to not be, no, can we not talk about the relationships and the fact that he, he's, he's no longer engaged and Peggy is, is such, she's being such a good friend, right? She's like, no, I will talk to her for you. And I will tell her that she's being an idiot and she couldn't possibly do any better than you. And he finally, <laughs> he finally has to say, Peggy, she broke it off with me because she thinks I'm in love with you. <gasps> I can't, and I Jarvis also. I know. I was shocked. <sighs> I was shocked that Susan just went ahead and said it. Yeah. He just fucking came out with it. Jarvis's jaw hits the floor. So does Peggy's. Everybody's, um, okay, process. And then Peggy apologizes. You were happy out here, and then I came and mucked up your whole life. I'm so sorry. And so she reaches out to, to touch his hand and, like, sincerely apologize, and they end up holding hands a little. Mm. And then they lean in. A little closer and they realize how close together they are and they, they're they about to kiss and then a body gets dropped on top of the van. <laughs> and the re- God damn it! The receiver system they were using and the tracking system they were using gets fucked up because they were attached yep. to the side of the walls of the van. This body just creams the whole thing. Uh, uh, they have I, <laughs> said creams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they have to get out of the van to see what the fuck happened. And yeah, a body mm-hmm. was just thrown out of a window and landed conveniently on top of the van. 
And that, yeah. and that's because we have some real hot girl shit happening uh, a couple stories above. <laughs> and this was a really cool shot yeah. because you see a shot from above looking down at this body. This man's, there's a dead man on top of their van. And then the shot pulls back, back, back and up and pulls back through the window and then right past Dottie uh, in the middle of kicking some ass Black Widow style in an evening gown and looking amazing doing it. Yeah, those are some sharp ass heels to be kicking people with, by the uh, way. That yeah. looked painful. She's stabbing people. Yeah. 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 Uh, she even does the Black Widow pose at the very end mm-hmm. before fucking Thompson hits her in the head or whatever she does. Ugh. Yeah, he totally cold cocks her and knocks her out. Yeah. So, and we see that she dropped the sample by the window. Thank it's gosh. on the ground. Thank gosh. Yeah. Ba, 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 okay. So, yeah, they can't track Dottie. Dottie Underwood is loose somewhere in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Uh, they dro- need to fix the receiver. Yeah, uh, Peggy wants to go inside to help her out. Susan's like, "We can't do that." Jarvis comes outside. He has the he has mm-hmm. the cylinder uh, with him, and there's just way too many police showing up. And Susan's yeah. like, "Peggy, we can't stay here anymore. We got to retreat." Exactly. We 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 have to go. And so um, the party's been cleared out, and so we've got Vernon and uh, Chadwick are talking on an empty ballroom with Thompson nearby. And uh, Chadwick is telling him all, not Chadwick, it's Hugh Jones. Yeah. Hugh Jones is telling Vernon all about what went down with Whitney in the fucking conference room. And Vernon was totally okay with this. Well, no, he was okay with the otherworldly elements. He was not okay with Whitney Frost is in charge now. Yeah. Like, he's more accepting of interdimensional alien black goo than he is of woman is now your boss. Yeah. Because he's a fucking pig. He is a fucking pig, and I hate him. Yeah, anyway, so he was like, that's the new order of command, I guess, for the council. Goodbye. And um, Vernon is frustrated. He's annoyed. And you know whose problem this is? Or whose fault this is? It's not... Whose fault everything is? Whose fault everything is? It's that fucking Peggy Carter. What? Yeah. And because it's all Peggy Carter's fault, it is now Jack Thompson's fault. And Jack Thompson needs to fix it. And Thompson's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And Vernon's Vernon's like, this was all Carter. Dottie Underwood, who was here, you detained her, uh, was broken out of prison by a female psychiatrist. Edwin Jarvis is here. We know that they all work together. Obviously, this was Peggy. So what does Vernon tell him to do? You uh, you have to discredit her. You have to destroy her reputation. If you kill her, you turn right. her into a martyr. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to solely her name. Yeah. You need to destroy her. You need to discredit her, subdue her, invalidate all the good work she's ever done. And Thompson's like, uh So that's a whole new set of problems. Yeah. If we do that. And that's when Vernon realizes. She's got something on you, doesn't she? Yeah. 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 She called, does. It's called saving his life, yeah. Because she's a goddamn. Well, hero. no. She knows that his Navy Cross is false. <gasps> That's right. She knows that he actually that. committed a he actually committed a war crime. Uh oh. Instead, by killing two people who were surrendering, Peggy Carter is the only person in the world who knows that. And if he goes after her the way that Vernon Masters is telling him to go after her, she there's no reason in the world she wouldn't play that card. Wow. Other than her own integrity, yeah. And pause and stew in that. I have to let I have to let the ginger yeah, demon of out. Course, of course, of course. I don't have. Oh, my pretty girl. Pretty, pretty girl. Get the fuck out. Bye. <laughs> Y'all, uh, uh, cats are adorbs, but, you know, 
My gosh. <laughs> and we're back. What? Nothing. You'll find I out when you edit. Of you. I just, yay. Yay. Hey, we're both <laughs> we're both we're both to. editing this weekend, by the way. Yeah, it's good times. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, Vernon's like, okay, so she's got leverage against you. And the only way to fight leverage is with leverage. You need to dig something up on her. Everybody's got secrets. And Thompson's like, fucking Peggy Carter's a Girl Scout. I yeah. can't. But he's got to find something, right? Okay, so we cut away from that with with Vernon Masters being all pissy and Thompson being all broody. And we are in the lab and Jason Wilkes is so excited because there's zero matter. But Sousa and Carter are distracted. Yeah, they are desperately trying to repair the receiver so they can track down Dottie Underwood. Yeah. And Wilkes is like, okay, but we could get started on the construction thing because like I literally could disappear any second. And Carter's like, yeah, except we have a master assassin that's loose as far as we know. So we kind of need to deal with that, too. Every second she's out there is another, like, second that she's got to get away and kill people. So we got to go take care of her. Yeah. And Wilkes is feeling a little a little fucking left out and a little fucking dismissed and ignored. And he's still in, like, an existential crisis here. And oh, my God. And then Jarvis announces that Chief Thompson is at the door. Oh. <sighs> So Peggy's like, okay, I'll go fucking deal with him. And Sousa grabs her hand to stop her. And he's, he's like, you don't have to do this. Jarvis can send him packing. He'll come and talk to me. I'll be the next stop on his blame train. You don't have to deal with him. And Peggy's like, that's really sweet of you, but I can handle Jack Thompson. Yeah. But, and it's, and she's right. And it's a sweet moment between them. And Wilkes sees it. Yeah. And Wilkes has a moment of like, fucking wait. I'm going to bone her as soon as I've got a body again. I, right? Like, that's what everything's been leading up to. Like, he's just, he's got a moment to look like lost and confused and maybe a little hurt that that's happening. And polyamory. Uh, I was about to say the solution is simple. Uh, Three way. Yeah. Three way. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Like, they're just, we're built for this, man. Like, literally, we're built for this. Anyway, I I feel bad for the man. He's feeling very uh, forgotten in this whole crisis on multiple levels. But we move on. Peggy is, uh, by the way, it is the wee hours first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Because they were up all night with this bullshit. Right. And and Peg, right. and and so before before Peggy goes to talk to Thompson, she puts on a robe, implying is it implying that she was just waking up, except right. She's wearing fucking makeup, and her hair is did, and she, yeah. And Thompson's like, okay, come on, yeah. <laughs> it pretty much looks like you've had a long, difficult night. I mean, that's you look rough, you look road hard and put up wet is essentially his whole attitude. And she's like, uh huh, fuck you. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And what does he tell her? Uh, you know, he's like, do you know, I forgot the name, but it was basically the name of the identity that Peggy uh, chose as the doctor that broke out Dottie. Dr. Catherine Wexford. Right. Which, was that her alias? Because I don't think they mentioned her name while she was at the prison. Yeah, I, I don't think they mentioned it either. I'm Google it. Uh-oh. Let's find out. Okay, that was dumb. There's a lot of Catherine Wexfords <laughs> who are doctors. No, wait, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, No, that was not... Maybe it was. Shit. Because it's tied to Rosemary's, which is the place where 
Dottie was being held. Yeah, the, the uh, so women's dress the shop that was the front prison. for a secret, yeah. secret FBI prison. So yeah, I guess that was. Yeah, I don't see where. It's but anyway, okay, no, you're right. You're but right. Anyway, the the summary of the conversation is Thompson's like, uh, you need to come back to New York with me right now. Yep. And Peggy's like, "Fuck you, I'm not." And Thompson mm-hmm. says, "If you don't, you're that means you quit. You're not going to be part of the SSR mm-hmm. anymore." And she's like, "Bye, bitch." Yeah, she's like, "Uh, well, I, uh, I, I guess I quit then." Yeah. Like she doesn't give a fuck. And, she's on a fucking mission. Yeah, she's on a mission at this point. And, you know, Thompson, Thompson's like, you know, you're wrong in this case, blah, blah, blah. It's okay to be wrong from time to time. Believe it or not, I've been wrong before. I know what it feels like. I'm not wrong. Not this time. How much you wanted to bet on it? Everything I've got. It's a lot to lose. But I won't lose. And Thompson's like, okay, girl, whatever. And his big ass walks out. Yeah. Basically, but he was also mixed in there. He was trying to warn her off because he thinks she doesn't realize the kind of men that she's dealing with because he can sense the very real danger for her and he does owe her his life. So I kind of sense some like, will you please? Like he actually says please to her at one point, which I don't think he's ever said before in sincerity. He even says, please, just fucking stop. Just stop. And she's not going to. Because she's on a mission and she thinks she's right. And that's very Captain America of her. Thompson, uh, absolutely. Uh, Thompson forgets that she has fought Hydra. And she has yeah. fought Leviathan. She ain't, yeah. ain't going to give a fuck about Whitney Frost. Doesn't give a fuck. fuck at all. So, as always with the show, we have one horrifying little scene right at the end. Oh my god. Where a box is open like a chest. Yeah. Like a like a like a dress chest. I don't know, but it's opened up, and there's our girl. Dottie is in there's chains. Lots of a lot chains. Of, like big thick chains too. They're not like yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's underestimating her here. And at first, I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" The FBI has has her literally in chains. Oh my god! But no, it's much worse. No, it's much much. It's worse. so much worse because Dottie looks up. From deep within the confines of this box, wrapped in chains, she blinks as her eyes adjust to the light, and she sees, looming over her, the black scarred face of Whitney Frost. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And end the fucking episode. End the episode on Dottie Underwood's terrified face. She's scared to death of Whitney Frost, and she should be. Well, because she saw, I mean, she saw more of her power than Peggy did. Yeah. Yeah, Peggy's never seen it. No, no. Well, she, well, she had she a brief, it. yeah. She had a brief, like, grabby moment that hurt a lot, but she doesn't know. She, didn't, uh, she, she doesn't know she the doesn't. full AOE power. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and she certainly doesn't know uh, who has taken over the council. No. But she's going to find out. Like, that shit's going to be in the papers that all these men that she damn well knows are on the council are dead. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. That's, but that's next time. Oh my but God. that's next time. Oh, my God. This episode was so fun. Loved it. Uh, do you have anything else for Life of the Party? Uh, no, I just can't wait for more. That's going to be awesome. So, okay. That means that next time we will be talking about Agent Carter, Season 2, Episode 7, Monsters. Dun, dun, dun. It's going to be so good. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for today. I guess we could... Um, I guess we just go, I mean, we're almost two hours in. We should do the yeah, outro. Yeah, we can do the outro. Yeah? We're good. We're good. <laughs> two hours over a one hour, oh a 45 God. minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we are so fucked when we get to Captain Marvel and we suddenly have to cover an entire feature ass film. Okay, okay. We're gonna do no, that I'm shit fine. in two parts. No, we can't do that every time. Girl, what <sighs> are we gonna do we when just... we get to fucking Infinity War and Endgame? I don't. I don't die. Even, we're gonna die. Is what we're gonna do. just curl up in in a ball and weep. Anyway. It's going to be fucking fun is what it's going to be. Yeah, but until then, until then, hey, everybody, thank you for listening. We super appreciate that. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. You're great. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you totally can. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Marvelous underscore Divas, except on Facebook where it's at the Marvelous Divas for reasons that I don't like to talk about. But you have talked about it. You've talked about it many times. Anyway, y'all, you can also subscribe to our podcast via so. via every and any podcast platform of choice. If you use a podcast, you're everywhere. Everywhere. If you leave a podcast, uh, if you leave a review for us, and the podcast platform you use lets you write one out, if you leave us a five star review, we will read that shit on the air. Mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. we have a YouTube channel. You can subscribe yeah, to our YouTube do. channel. We do a uh, a recorded video show every other week called Divas Unleashed. We merge our mm-hmm. Star Wars shit with our Marvel shit. Come check that. Go check that out. And last but not, certainly not least, we have launched a Patreon where we have video versions of this podcast and other podcast episodes from both of our it's podcasts. True. We're also going to do um, uh, special events. In fact, uh, we announced a uh, watch along virtual event for the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I know it's not Marvel, mm-hmm. but you know, work with me on this. And uh, last but not least, we also also have a great Discord community that you can join if you join our Patreon. It's only five bucks it's a true. month. It's not that expensive. A coffee at mm-hmm. Starbucks is more expensive now uh, than our Patreon. Yay, inflation. <laughs> <laughs> this is all true. Uh, so join us. Hang out. It'll be fun. Uh, I hope. I promise. I swear. It is. Yeah. 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 Okay. It. Is that it? it? Is that it? We're good? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Bye. Bye. Sidebar, I stay across the street from this hotel. Uh, at, there's a Hilton across the way, which is where I stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a really unfortunate encounter with a WWE wrestler who, um, yeah, we won't talk about that, but I kind of embarrassed myself. Okay, why are we not talking about it? Because you totally talked about it. Okay, fine. So I was in town. I, I, was, I was staying there. I was staying downtown LA because they were doing a Survivor Series at the Staples Center, which is only a couple blocks away. And I decided to get up in the morning and run. And uh, there is these uh, three guys walking. All three of them are very, very short. And I'm running and I'm just like, oh, look, there's these like skater looking dudes. And I accidentally bump into one of them. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think anything of it except the guy in the middle happened to be Seth Rollins. (laughs) Who's that? Exactly. You don't you don't know. You don't know him. Uh, (laughs) If you watch wrestling today, you know who he is because he's one of the main stars now. But uh, he's really short. And huh. my fucking brain couldn't turn turn my mouth off because oh, I no, said, baby. "Oh, you're a lot smaller in person than I thought." Oh no! The the look, the, the death gaze I got from him. Yes, 
Oh no, no, no creature on this earth is more vain than a professional wrestler. Absolutely, How dare you? absolutely. Oh no. Uh, uh, you, uh, so you do know Seth Rollins? He's uh, Becky Lynch's <laughs> Becky Lynch's husband. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. That's how I refer to him. Oh, that's Becky Lynch's husband. That's 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 Mr. Becky Lynch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>